Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello to all my podcast listeners. My name is Ron Burgundy, and I'm a very big deal. If you like common sense and you can handle the truth, then you've come to the right place. If you like fairy tales and pallywaller, then you can hit the road, pal. You know who you are. I'm serious. If you see me out there buying a magazine or a bag of pipe cleaners, how about doing me a favor and walk the other way? We have nothing in common, you and I, so don't make it uncomfortable. My listeners sign up for the truth, not Pallywaller. The rest of you, beat it. Carolina, what do you got to say for yourself this morning? Um, well, I... Wait, I'm so sorry. What does Pallywaller mean? Pallywaller, you know, nonsense. Pallywaller. Is that like... I? Is that slang? I've never heard of it. Hmm. You know what? Maybe, maybe it's not a word. That's troubling. Where, where do you suppose it came from? You said it. You said it a second ago. No, no, no. I know. But, but where did it come from? Why did I say it? I think we're on to something here, Carolina. Where, where do words come from? Write that down for an episode idea. Etymology? Yes, exactly. I didn't make the word pallywaller up. I just used it in a sentence. Isn't that amazing? It's a word now and has a life of its own. Pallywaller. Huh. A bunch of noises coming out of my mouth, and now it's a new word ready to take on the world. If you're listening out there, I suggest using the word pallywaller, meaning nonsense, three times a day. 
It's one of our new words in the English language, and it came to me about a minute ago. Anyway, enjoy the word pallywaller. I did. Pallywaller. Wonderful. Pallywaller. Pallywaller. I love it, Carolina. I do. Uh, but this is a news and agricultural business program, so we shouldn't dawdle on new words. Has there ever been a news and agricultural business program? I'm just... Yeah, you know, you're right, old friend. I was speaking nonsense. Yes, it sounds a little bit like Pallywaller. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Sensational. Ah, wonderful. So who's on the program today, Carolina? You told me not to book anyone because you said you wanted to talk about large crowds. Oh, so I did. Large crowds. Well, let's get this out on the table quickly. It's, it's come to light that I was part of an unruly mob of people that attacked our Capitol building earlier this year. I thought for the longest time I would escape notice. I wasn't wearing a Viking costume after all, but photos have surfaced and yes, I was there... And double yes, I did rush into the Capitol building that day. I'm not proud of my participation in this ugly chapter in American history, but I can't hide behind a curtain of lies the way some people do, and the way I do quite often. Oh, okay. So I I would like to explain what happened, though. So, Caroline, I hope you can indulge me. I'm... I'm just trying to digest this. So Uh you stormed the Capitol building January 6th with Mm -hmm. that ugly bunch of racists and conspiracy nuts. I, I did. I did. But it was totally an accident, and I'll explain. Um, all right. I'm listening. Okay. January 6th, 2021. I was in town for the usual reasons. A visit to the Washington Monument, the reflecting pool, and, of course, my favorite, the Lincoln Memorial. It's something I've done since I was a small boy. I've always said it takes courage to be a patriot, but it also takes work. Hard work. Well, there I was, standing on the edge of the reflecting pool, reflecting on a life well lived. I thought about all the dogs I've owned and the goats. I thought about the different beards I've tried out, and I thought about Mary Lou Retton, who was such an inspiration and just a just a dynamo of positive energy. Do you remember Mary Lou Retton, Carolina? No. I reflected that day on her. I also reflected on what we as a nation had become. I was troubled. From the reflecting pool, I walked over to the Lincoln Memorial, signing autographs as I strolled along the wide walkways of our nation's capital. Oh, tourists in D.C. get your autograph by the memorials? Yeah, I mean, I not a ton. I think I signed four. Do you offer to sign them before someone asks? Fully. I I seek people out for their opportunity to get my autograph. I I view it as like a public service. That's very generous. So, as I was saying, when I got to the memorial, I looked up at that great man sitting there in his chair, and I thought, what I've always thought, we are a lot alike, you and I. Which is true and a verified fact. We are both tall. Uh, I like to sit straight up, just like Lincoln, whenever I sit in a chair. Uh Uh-huh, that's true. We both like the ladies and fine wines and pleasure. All right. I've been to many sex parties, which I I can only imagine the tall, handsome Lincoln must have indulged himself in many times. You can only imagine that. I can only imagine. Because there's no record of it. The history books tell us that his wife, Mary Todd Lincoln, was a sexless wet blanket, and Abraham liked a cat around. So yeah, whenever I lay my eyes on the memorial, I, I get a very, very cool vibe from it. 
Lincoln and I are totes one. I'm sorry, totes? Yes, totes. The brand name you can trust for your rainy day protection. Rain slickers, shoes and boots, and of course, the world-famous totes umbrella. When it's wet outside, I reach for my totes. Totes! For all your wet weather needs. Now, uh, let's see if anyone upstairs at iHeart is listening. That was a freebie I did for the totes company, and hopefully someone will go chase that bread. When you say upstairs, are you yelling upstairs? There's nobody upstairs. I was yelling in the direction of what I feel like would be upstairs. Okay, there's no boss upstairs. We're just in a studio. Oh, well, anyway, where, where was I with our story? You were explaining how you ended up storming the Capitol building by accident. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're all waiting. Sometimes I can get off on a tangent. It leads to a lot of pallywaller, but I, I find my way back again. Anyway, back to the storming of the Capitol. Hey, um, Nick, what about, what about an echo effect for that line? Let, let's try it again. The storming of the Capitol. That was pretty cool, as the kids say. <laughs> anyway, there I was in deep spiritual conversation with honest Abe Lincoln, when off in the distance I could hear the din of a crowd. At first it didn't bother me that much. Lincoln and I had a, a lot to discuss. The world changes at such a dizzying rate these days, Carolina. We, we have women doing men's jobs. We have adults eating children's cereal. We have dogs wearing shoes in the rain. Totes Dog Shoes, which you can find at totes.com. Anyway, we have a population that in less than 20 years will be a majority non-white. None of this bothered me terribly, and I asked Lincoln what he thought about it. Of course, he's just a large piece of stone now, but I swear to Neptune, he started laughing. The laughter was loud and echoed off the walls of the great memorial chamber. I had to cover my ears, or his loud, hideous laughter would have killed me. I screamed out, Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? He was definitely laughing at me. I take great exception to people who laugh at me. Usually they get a fist to the face, and more often than not, that fist carries a ring with it. Well, I wasn't about to punch a giant stone statue of Lincoln in the face, but I did toss some eggs at the old guy, and that shut him up real fast. I'm sorry, I have to... Interrupt you. Yes. You threw eggs at the Lincoln Memorial. Guilty as charged. I Have did. you been charged? No, I'm just using it as a... Oh, okay. Yeah. And I happen to have some eggs on me. But I digress. Uh, so, I'm so sorry. Yes. The statue of Lincoln in the Lincoln Memorial right. spoke to you? Spoke to me. Correct. You communicate. Yes. I mean, he would speak to you if you knew how to open up your ears, but... I. I'm not going to get into that right now. Please don't. No. It's a spiritual thing, and you have no spirituality being a Swarthmore grad. No, I didn't go to Swarthmore. Oberlin? No. Santa Clarita School of Dentistry? N no. You're an elusive and complicated bitch, Tufts. Stop calling me a bitch. Right, what? right, right, right. I actually wrote, don't call Carolina a bitch on my hand today, uh -huh. but then a few hand washes later, and it just says, Carolina, a bitch. I get it now. Okay. Anyway, here's what our 16th president said to me. He said, Ron, I'm laughing because the world's always changing. It's been changing since the beginning of time. Cowards fear the change. They always have. Go, he said. Go today and see for yourself. Walk among them like a ghost. You'll see. Nothing but cowards. 
listen to them yelling that the world needs to go backwards. Go, Ron Burgundy. Go into the crowds of people. See why I am laughing. And so I ran. I ran to where the crowd was gathering outside the Capitol building. Oh, Carolina, you have to believe me. I, I wasn't there to take down our Capitol. I'm a journalist. I needed to understand. You needed to understand, but I'm sorry. They have a video of you running through the chambers yelling like a crazy animal. I'm getting to that. Cool your jets, Flapjar, or I'll cool them for you. You cool your jets. No, you. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. You're right. My jets were getting a little overcooked. Ugh. Okay. They're cooler now. So anyway, I ran over to the angry mob that was forming outside the Capitol. I don't think they liked me. I was definitely the only man there in a three-piece suit. The crowd was definitely not classy. Yeah. No. Very few suits in general. Any intelligent person can tell you if you're dressed in appropriate attire, I'm talking about a suit, preferably three-piece, hard shoes, a solid, large, hefty wristwatch, good, extremely tight, knee-high socks that cut off circulation, it's very hard to be unclassy. However, if you're dressed like a troll or a caveman or a, a little boy with shorts and sneakers or a Viking, you're going to do unclassy things. Well, that's what was happening. First, there was a lot of pushing and yelling, and I heard stop the steal, which made literally no sense to me, but they were yelling it. Well, they were yelling stop the steal because they believe the election was stolen from Donald Trump. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know anything. I was in Washington to take my annual bath in democracy. These, these people were yelling. That's all I knew. I've got to be honest. I love yelling. When people yell, I get excited. I was in a Hooters bar in North Carolina one time. Have you been to a Hooters establishment? Um, yeah, once, but it was ironically. Uh, of course. <laughs> ironically. Uh, me too. Ironically, yes. I would say sarcastically, right? Right. Anyway, the waitresses at Hooters wear provocative outfits that highlight their boobies. So I like going there. That's what they're famous for, yeah. Also, the hot wings are superb. Hooters, for the best boobies and delicious wings. Head on over to Hooters. That's money we should be chasing, folks. Free ad for Hooters. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Where was I? Uh, you were in a Hooters. North Carolina. That's right. It was a humid and heavy night. The restaurant was overcrowded with young college students and their parents. A football game was on. The cold beer and hot wings flowed like the Amazon River from deep in the jungle of that Hooters kitchen. At some point, according to a police report, the crowd became unruly. I would characterize it more like we were all having a good time. The yelling started. I joined in. I love to yell. The crowd was singing and yelling something to do with the football game, and I was yelling whatever came to my mind. I yelled, boobies! And I yelled, this is my voice up here. I yelled, scotch tape, scotch tape. I'm sorry, why would you ever need to yell scotch tape? It just popped into the old noggin. You, just, all I can you say. were just having fun. Just having fun, yeah. Free it, association. Exactly. It was so much fun. Plates were broken, tables fell over, and the place burned down. Oh my no God. one was hurt. I repeat, no one was hurt. It sounds like arson. Nope. Nope. Diane, one of the waitresses at Hooters that night, who, who happened to have gigantic jugs, but that's not necessarily important uh, to the story. Right. But it is true, so I added it for embellishment. Uh, confessed to me over coffee later that it had been the funnest night of her life. Uh, Diane and I discussed many things that night. I don't want to hear more. Her dreams of one day becoming a hairstylist to the stars, her mundane upbringing in the swamps of the Everglades, her husband, who was doing a a stretch for racketeering. Okay, that's nice. Let's move on. We talked on. through the night, and then we made sweet love. Sweet, sweet, sweet love. We got it. Her wonderful bosom fully exposed in the morning light as she straddled. Okay. Ron, are you listening? What? Huh? Storming the Capitol. Oh, yes. I, Crowds. Right. I drifted away there. Uh, I'm embarrassed now. I was thinking about Diane. No, we know you were. Huh. Where is she now? She's probably styling hair for the stars and me. I'm flying in my taxi, taking tips and getting stoned. Harold W. Chapin. Anyway, yelling for me always leads to fun. And usually something gets broken or burned or both. So you're saying you got caught up in the noise of the crowd, you had no idea what they were yelling about, and you joined in. Ooh, I like this. Let's do this. You, you prosecute me. You put me on the stand just like you're doing. And this will be good practice for me when I have to testify on my behalf. I'm sorry, you're going to court over this? Of course. I have to defend myself. I wasn't part of any insurrection. Here's what we'll do. You play the government prosecutor, and you're grilling me on the stand. R really go after me. I've just been given the oath, my hand on the Bible, whole truth, nothing but the blah, 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 blah. Now go. You want me to prosecute you? Holy s***, Carolina. What did they teach you at Vassar? Yes, I want you to play a prosecutor and go right after me for insurrection and storming the Capitol as I am charged. Okay. Did you storm the Capitol? Put some mustard into it, will you? 
They had no theater classes at Cornell? I it didn't go to any of these schools, Ron. Okay, play it like a TV prosecutor, okay? Um, okay. Here goes. Mr. Burgundy, you say you were an innocent bystander on January 6th earlier this year when you rushed our nation's capital as part of an angry mob attempting to overthrow our government. Is that correct? Good, good. That was good, Carolina. Um, yes. I was completely innocent and was not part of the insurrection. Completely innocent? Hmm, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I direct your attention to Exhibit B-41 and the six pictures of the defendant inside the Capitol. Picture number one, running wildly down the hall. Picture number two, coming out of the women's bathroom, holding your hands up as if to say, surf's up. Picture number three, smoking a cigarette in Nancy Pelosi's office. I'm sorry, how do you explain this, Mr. Burgundy? You're good, lady. Very good. But a couple of brass tits and a bitchy tone aren't enough to scare me. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, ha! My name is Ron Burgundy. My story is as old as the hills. I was born in a small town in Iowa, way back yonder from the river. We didn't have a lot growing up, but what we did have was- Your Honor, I object. What does this man's biography have to do with his case? Objection overruled. Let Mr. Burgundy speak. Wait. How come you're playing the judge? We didn't even talk about this. We, we can't have a woman judge. Don't be ridiculous. Some of the greatest judges in American history have been women, including five Supreme Court justices. Oh, brother. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Whatever. You get to be the judge. Sustained. Mr. Burgundy, you will answer the question. I can explain, Your Honor. It's simple. These photos were photoshopped on a computer. They did it with Bernie Sanders and his mittens, and now my own government is trying to frame me with fake photos. We have you on videotape running through the halls of Congress yelling, the British are coming. I was high. I was high on adrenaline and something a, a seven-foot-tall Viking gave me. I, I, I thought I was in the Revolutionary War, and I was Paul Revere, silversmith and patriot. I was acting patriotically. How's that? That's your defense? Your Honor, I object. The prosecution is badgering the witness. Overruled. Damn it. This is a sticky wicket. I repeat, Mr. Burgundy, can you explain to this courtroom why you stormed our nation's capital on January 6th and smoked a thin Capri cigarette in Nancy Pelosi's office? I can. Your Honor, I can. But you must indulge me. Will you indulge me just a little bit? Just this once, Mr. Burgundy. Crowds have always inspired me from the earliest memory as a young boy growing up in Iowa. Your Honor, I object. Overruled. Let Mr. Burgundy speak. Thank you, Your Honor. I'm sorry I doubted the sagacity of women judges. Women are playing an increasing role in society at large, and although it makes a lot of men very angry, men with small dingles usually, I think it's for the better. Where was I? You were a small boy in Iowa. Thank you, Judge. You're much more patient than the prosecuting attorney. Would you? Care to have a drink once I nail this thing and it's all over? Mr. Burgundy, this is a court of law. As the poet hath said, there is no court without courtship and no law without love. I object. Shut your thin-lipped mouth. The judge and I are going for cordials at Tommy Shenanigans when this trial is over and you are not invited. Please, Mr. Burgundy, your defense? Of course, judge. Wink. Since I was a kid, I've always loved a crowd. Circuses and fairs, concerts and riots. I simply cannot keep away from a good crowd. I don't know why that is. 
I went to a head shrink one time for six years to have my bean inspected, and he told me after a lot of money went down the drain that I had a personality disorder called being a great guy. So I guess you can blame it on me being a great guy, but whenever a crowd forms, I form with it. We had a horse thief come through our town when I was around five years old. A large group of children, ranging from ages two to seven, formed what they called a posse, but what in hindsight I would call an angry mob. Whatever it was, it looked adorable and like a lot of fun. I joined in and we chased the horse thief to an old barn on the edge of town. There the frightened horse thief began yelling out things like, I don't have a horse, and I'm your second grade school teacher. And then someone shouted out, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was me, burn him. Burn down the barn and the varmint that stole them horses. You were around five years old when you shouted this? Then someone got some torches. Again, I think it was me. Oh, okay. And we threw them up on the hayloft and set the whole barn ablaze. The excitement was electric. Wait, this is horrific. This is one of the worst things you've ever said. From that night forward, I, I knew that being in a lively crowd was for me. I rest my case. Ron? Yes, Judge? No, it's... It's Carolina now. We're going to... Oh. Reality. Yes. You can't tell that story in a court of law or anywhere. This is your second time talking about arson in this episode alone. And you and all of those two-year-olds and seven-year-olds uh -huh. killed a man, it sounds like. And it sounded like an innocent man. Oh, he was. He was the best second-grade school teacher at the elementary school in town. It was, it was all a big mix-up. Hijinks. You see how that story might not work in your favor, though, when you go to court? Hmm. I never thought about it like that. At any rate, Mr. Grabblestone didn't die. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. That's not the first time I thought you've killed someone. Needless to say, however, when I finally got to second grade, he was, he was my teacher and he was tougher on me than any of the other children. At first I didn't know why, but then I remembered I tried to burn him to death. So I took the daily after-school beatings with an understanding that life comes with consequences and I was living in mine. But you're right. Uh, if I tell that story, people might think I was a violent child, and so it could be implied I, I wish violence on our nation's capital. But that is not the case at all. I am a patriot, first and foremost, and I love democracy. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Defense will basically be that you're a guy who was trying to have some fun. Precisely. You you can't tell what the intentions of a crowd are right away. You you just can't. And I mean from very, 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 very far away. Uh an aerial of you. From the sky? Yeah, no, you were on ground and it's aerial view. It's not areola. It could have been a carnival. How was I to know it was a bigoted cesspool of cargo shorts? Let me tell you, I, w- I was in Argentina a couple years ago, and I was swept up in a wonderful partying atmosphere with thousands of people in the streets. So much yelling and screaming and that gibbery, jabbery language they have down there. And it was it was all pallywaller to me. You're, I think you're talking about the Spanish language? Yes, but it, it just sounded like pallywaller and loud music to my ears. I, I believe I started yelling my own made-up language with them. Pretty soon some army guys showed up with shields and cannons and tear gas. Here's my point. That crowd was not there to have a party. They were protesting their government. And how was I to know that? So we're just going to keep going with the I was just having fun defense. Basically. You should get a lawyer. You could end up in jail over this. Pally Waller. Do, do you know how many L.A. laws I've seen? Take a guess. A uh, hundred? I don't know. Guess again. A thousand. Come on, Carolina, they didn't make a thousand L.A. laws starring Corbin Burnson. There are 172 episodes, and I've seen every one of them, so yeah, I know my way around a courtroom. The thing about being in court is that you've got to have a great closing argument. No one will convict me of sedition or anything when they hear my closing argument. Okay, let's hear it. What? Wait, 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 now? Yes. No, I've, I've hardly had time to compose it. I... I need a long weekend in my place up north. Okay, so maybe later? Well, I, you know, I could muster up something, you know, off the top of my head. Just just wing it, as they say. Much like the BS improv classes you took at Barnard for 60 grand a year. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so here goes. I'm just going to... Yeah, I want to hear. I think we're all waiting. Off the top of my head. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Your Honor, hello, distinguished guests, 
and foreign dignitaries, just in case they happen to be there. Just covering all my bases. My name is Ron Burgundy, and I stand accused of the crimes of high treason and sedition. The prosecution would have you believe that a world-class news anchor and award-winning dressage competitor plotted deliberately against the country he loves in an attempt, along with hundreds of other idiots, to overthrow the House of Congress on January 6th, 2021. First of all, may it please the court, but I have some explaining to do. Dressage is the highest expression of horse training, where horse and rider are expected to perform from memory a series of predetermined movements. It's a big deal, and I'm one of the sport's biggest names. Look it up! I've entered horses in dressage tournaments all over the world. I've taken home golden cups and beautiful sashes. Do I let someone else ride my horses? No. I ride my own horses in the tournaments I enter. That's how dedicated I am. My horses and I are welcome in most of the finest arenas in the world. Not Portugal, because I was accused by my fiercest rival, Artigon del Gregory Vasquez, of cutting the tendon of his horse, Thaden, before a tournament. All of this will be cleared up in a different courtroom for a different day. My main point is that, let's not forget, I'm a man of class, and I own six horses. Hothgar, Applebutter, Mr. Landau, Templeton Jones, Karen Bradstreet, and Octavius Pope. So before I begin my formal closing statement, I just wanted that information out there about dressage and how I'm a big deal in the equine world. Okay, now that that's out of the way, uh, what's next? Hmm, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, I was the only guy in that crowd that day wearing a tie. That should be duly noted, and I rest my case. That's your closing argument? You just told uh, us your horse's names, uh-huh. and you told us what dressage is, All right. and then you just said that you wore yeah. a tie? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Well, no. No, I have a lot more. You know, at this point in the trial, I would probably pull a classic sidebar, you know, something like, if it so may please the court, may I approach the bench? And I would say something like this quietly to the judge and the prosecutor. Your, your Honor, we all know this is bullshit. You know it. I know it. The prosecution knows it. Maybe we should just call it a day and the three of us just find the nearest watering hole. I suggest Tommy shenanigans and I'll buy everyone a scotch. You have already scouted out a bar near the courthouse named Tommy shenanigans. This is the second time you brought it up. I love that watering hole. Yeah. Okay. You can just call it a bar. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I also don't think you can just approach the bench during your closing arguments. Is that something they taught you at Tufts? No. Anyway, I'm the lawyer here. You can sidebar whenever you feel like it, okay? But it it doesn't matter because after that persuasive argument about my involvement in the sport of dressage, I would bring it all back around with some real Mr. Smith goes to Washington type stuff. Okay, like what? Give me an example. Okay. Are you prepared to cry? Sure. Well, here comes the waterworks. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I've laid out my case. I'm a big deal. I'm important in the equine dressage world. We got to move past the dressage world. And even though I didn't talk about it much, I have a large collection of painted driftwood. But I'm not here to boast about my great accomplishments. No, I'm here to talk about the United States of America. What is America? When I was a small boy growing up in the heartland, we had an idea of America. You waved to your neighbors and, and to your friends at church. 
and it looked like a, a stingray bicycle making its way to the five and dime to buy a slingshot with money we had saved from our paper route. We collected string and caught frogs, and we made it home for dinner before it was too late. America was as certain as a B-52 bomber, and when Walter Cronkite came on TV and told us, that's the way it is, we slept well knowing he wouldn't lie to us. Well, something happened over the years. We lost all of this. The Cubs won a World Series, and we voted an unashamed racist and narcissist into our highest office. Oh, well, looks like America's over. Not so fast. Let's take a look at what's happened since I bought that slingshot with my paper route money. Women have been appearing in the workplace in higher numbers and with more influence. Wait, I cannot believe you're saying this right now. Unrepresented groups are making their way into places of power. Yes, exactly. Is it happening fast enough? Of course not. But change is on the horizon and those that fear it will be left behind. Those that see the change as good are the homo sapiens. They stand on two feet and see the horizon before them filled with the possibility of hope. They are the true Americans. This is strange to be so aligned with you mentally right now. This is a strange feeling. My name is Ron Burgundy and I am a patriot. If I was in that Capitol building on that fateful day, it was because I cannot control myself with loud noises. I have a condition. People were yelling and it looked like fun, so I joined in. The end. I'll leave you with this. I had a dog when I was but a boy. His name was Peter Blakovich, but I called him Petey. We were inseparable, Petey and I. We went everywhere together through the fields and woods and swimming holes around my town. He was, in short, my best friend. One day I came home from school and Petey wasn't there to meet me at the gate like he always did, bouncing and wagging his tail. My father was on the front porch and I could see his, his head in his hands and he, he was crying. Why are you crying, father? I asked. It's Petey, he said. A lump formed in my throat. I was almost too afraid to ask. Is something the matter with Petey? No, Petey's fine, son, he said. Petey ran off with your mother and stole my money and our silverware. I'm ruined. How is this possible, I asked. My father explained, Petey was a circus performer in a dog costume. He worked his way into our family, gaining our confidence as a beloved dog. As soon as the coast was clear, he took the money, the silverware, and took your mother and headed for Arizona. I don't believe it, I said. He was our dog for four years. He ate dog food and slept outside in a doghouse. It's called a long con, Ron, and you'll learn about it as you grow older. Well, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the long con is alive and well. I thank you. I'm... So sorry, you never told me that your mom ran away with a man dressed as a dog. Yeah, it's it's hard to talk about, Carolina. Did you ever see your mom again? Oh, I, I saw her about three weeks later and, and for the rest of her life. So she didn't stay with the guy in the dog outfit? She had no idea there was a guy in a dog costume. She literally fell in love with Petey. Got it. A dog, yeah, and eloped with him, but... When the circus performer inside the Petey costume revealed himself, she was heartbroken and came home. So she didn't know it was a guy in a dog costume. She just fell in love with your family dog. Jesus, yes, Carolina. She eloped with a dog. My mother fell in love with a dog, 
left her family of six children and a husband for a dog named Petey. Okay? Okay. Are you happy dredging up this awful episode in my childhood? Are you okay? Are you? Oh, I'm so sorry for laughing. It's just so... Ron, let's move on. That's enough podcast for today. Um, To our listeners, the word for the day was pallywaller, meaning nonsense or jelly foil. The opinions expressed in today's podcast are the opinions held by only the finest and best people. The Ron Burgundy podcast is not responsible for how you live your life. But on behalf of Ron Burgundy, who's going to be okay, he's just... Getting it out. I will say, stay classy, America. Didi, how could you? Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.